Hey, howdy, space nerds. We're back after a short break, and we've got some great interviews ahead this summer. Don't forget, you can get your fix of space news outside this podcast. Just visit WMFE.org space. And while you're there, head on over to our support page and pick up an official Are We There Yet Mars mission patch to celebrate our two years of exploring the solar system together. All right, on to the show. From the studios at WMFE in Orlando, Florida, this is the Space Exploration Podcast that asks the question, are we there yet? Hi, I'm Brendan Byrne. During the show's break, I gave a guest lecture at the University of Central Florida, my alma mater. After my talk, a woman in the audience walked up to me, and she introduced herself and said she worked on the Gemini program as a programmer, figuring out guided reentry of the spacecraft. I had to talk more. She began working at NASA Goddard in the 1960s. I invited her to the studio to chat more about her time at NASA and what it was like programming a capsule re-entry using just punch cards and pencils. Very interesting. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. First of all, how did you find yourself working in the space program in the 60s? Well, it certainly wasn't my intention when I started college. I was uh, majoring in math at the University of Michigan and that last semester, I interviewed at a variety of places, and uh, IBM was one of the ones that interviewed me. I needed to be in Washington, D.C., because that was where my fiancé, future husband, mm-hmm. was living at that point. Well, I had also received, for example, uh, an, uh, a tour at NSA, and there you had to follow the specific lines. You couldn't go here. You couldn't go there. And I liked the openness mm-hmm. that I saw at the space program, the excitement uh-huh. Let's take a step back. Before you even got to IBM, mm-hmm. you said you studied mathematics. What was your interest in, in math, and, and how did you find yourself studying okay. it? Well, I'd always been good at it, and when I needed to decide what I was going to major in in college, at that point, my father said to me, uh, because we were moving to Michigan at that point, well, honey, uh, Michigan State has a really fine theoretical physics department, and Michigan has a really great applied math. Which one do you think you'd be interested in? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the sort of thing that no, most fathers said to their daughters <laughs> in 1959, mm-hmm. but mine did. Why, does, why is that? Why, why did you think your dad was like that? Uh, because he knew that I loved math. Uh, my mother did, and he did. He was a physicist. Mm-hmm. And so um, he didn't care what we all did. He mm-hmm. just wanted us to be happy. So in the late 50s when you were in college, Mm -hmm. was there a lot of women in in your program? There was probably in my math classes. There were probably about a third female. Okay. Yeah, so it was was pretty good. When I went to work, it was another matter. Mm -hmm. You know, very, very few women there. Mm -hmm. And was that kind of a... Was that a, a tough to kind of get your foot in the door and, and do that because you didn't see women there or, or because you were a woman you had a, a tough time getting a job? No, no, no. I, it hadn't occurred to me to worry about that sort of thing. I knew I was going to be working. I knew it was this was going to be an exciting field. And um, I was looking forward to the people. The people treated me very nicely. And I wasn't at that stage in my life looking forward to becoming CEO or any such thing. I just wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And to produce. And so when I was working, I can remember at one point, uh, we women programmers would get together, all six of us, and one of us was black, the other five were white, and we were, of course, surrounded by hundreds mm-hmm. of male uh, engineers, programmers, etc. And so it was important for us to gather together, but we talked about home life, we talked about having babies, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And did it ever affect your work or anything? No. 
well, actually, it's kind of interesting. When I first was hired by IBM and uh, arrived in Washington, D.C., I was interviewed by a couple of the different um, organizations. And one of them, the man there said, hmm, she's a girl. She can probably draw. And he gave me a couple curves to draw. I hadn't had engineering drawing. I was in the math department, not in engineering. Mm -hmm. And so I drew that the curve, and he said, ooh, that's awful. I said, well, let me try it again. He said, no, 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 you're not going to have another chance at this. <laughs> and uh, so they put me in the department that I ended up in, which was having to deal with research on uh, techniques having to do with guided reentry. Mm-hmm. Um, reentry was IBM's responsibility there on the space program. And so ours was doing figuring out... Uh, Techniques that would work best to uh, make small the footprint when the um, Gemini landed in the ocean, because the smaller the footprint, the easy, faster the ships could get, could to, get it, to it to rescue it. Very important, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But I, I want to take another step back because mm-hmm. when you talk about programming, programming in in this era is a lot different than what we think about programming today. Right? It's not about pulling out a laptop and typing in a few lines of code. Uh, back in the 60s for the Gemini program. It was much different. Can you walk me through, when you talk programming, what did you actually do? Well, uh, I would work with my engineers. Uh, my, I had uh, three primary engineers that I worked with, and we were attempting to solve a specific problem. We would have techniques. We would talk about them and then uh, reduce them to some form of mathematics. And then at that point, taking those mathematics, then I would convert them into the the software program that would be executing them. And so that was all, all of course, the, the um, program was explicit on punch cards. Mm-hmm. And I had three boxes worth of punch cards because that's what it took in order to solve this problem of getting back down to Earth from up in space. And your hand punching these cards, right? Well, no, type. Okay. Yeah, okay. type them, and uh, and then they grew over time, <laughs> as you can imagine. And uh, then with my programs, because our they weren't going to be applied to a, a, a Gemini until two to three years later, we were very low on the uh, uh, priority list. And so mine were usually run once a day, about 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So when I submitted my software, I would have previously spent most of the day reading the printouts to see if I could find any errors and correcting them before I put them in because I certainly didn't want to come to work the next day and see my um, uh, output, which would say bug. Mm-hmm. Did not want that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't afford that. And so, yeah, a lot of it was reading very carefully what I had programmed. These lines and lines and of, lines of... and lines. Yeah. Wow. Now, now talk about the 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 machine that would actually compute these these. It lines. was multiple machines. Uh, Goddard at that point um, had that their computer room was gigantic. It was like an auditorium with machines all the way around the room, you know, with the tape players and the plotters and the uh, central units and so on. And my programs took most of those, and so much so that I think I got to be 
either notorious or famous, whatever is the word you want. So when they would, ha- they at this point, 1963, 64, 65, when somebody like a king came in and they would sit him up there on this stage overlooking all of this, then they would use my programs just to run everything so it would look impressive as the <laughs> king was sitting there <laughs> and seeing all that stuff going on. When I left, because my husband at that point had graduated from law school, uh, at that point, desktops were just beginning to come in. But of course, I didn't get one. Mm-hmm. Now, talk to me a little bit about um, some of the, the research that you were doing about the, the guided reentry. Yeah. Uh, well, what went into it? What were some of the challenges, the problems oh, you were trying to solve? Well, what was interesting, I think, at that point was because it was so new that it was, it was just plain fun. You know, to be learning these new things. And so I was working my master's degree in math at night, taking, so for example, in specific, my partial differential equations classes mm-hmm. were most useful because that's the sort of thing you do in order to perturb the the, the various portions of the spacecraft to, to try to minimize the mm-hmm. distance down. So you're basically, ma- you're trying to get the, the Gemini space capsule as close to a a single location as possible right. to make it easier for the, right. the ships to pick it up. And right. see. And, of course, then the, the perturbations would be the weather, how high up, uh, what time it is that you're coming down. Mm-hmm. So there would be all kinds of various features that would play a role there. And all of these would have like a variable in, in your... Or point. multiple variables. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I would end up at the... Uh, in the morning when I would come in, I might have a stack of output maybe four or five inches tall of printouts where I could look through that and see what had been the actual X, Y, and Z that it took on the way down as compared to what we wanted to have it be. So That is fascinating because I'm thinking I can't get from my house to <laughs> a new restaurant without plugging something into my phone. And here you are writing mathematic code to get this space capsule out of space and pinpointed it. Yeah. It's fascinating. It was great. Uh, one of the things that was kind of interesting was that at one point, uh, my uh, the primary engineer that I worked with, uh, his his name was, was uh, Marty. Marty and I were working together on a, on a method. And so he presented a poster session, you know, as often is done in research mm-hmm. areas or in universities and so on. And meanwhile, I had been looking at that and thinking about approaching the concept from an entirely different point of view because of my mathematics background. So then the following week, I presented my poster session talking about how one would implement that in a different way, coming up with the same final conclusion about what we needed to do. But it was really fun to have the electrical engineer versus the, or not versus, but with the mathematician Mm -hmm. working together on these, these methods. What was it like working on a kind of a human spacecraft, you know, was there a disconnect between those Gemini astronauts that you'd be writing this code for, or did did you have this kind of, this feeling of responsibility? Well, certainly there is a feeling of responsibility, but don't forget that that all, where they... um the astronauts where it was down here in Florida, mm-hmm. and we were up there at, at uh, Washington, D.C. And, and also we were years ahead. So um, when uh, a, uh, a launch took place, sometimes we were permitted to come into a place where we could see the, um, the, the, the images of it and also see what was happening at the various sites around the world that were, mm-hmm. uh, was going to be track- that were going to be tracking it. And 
one of the stories was that, uh, of course, I'm low man on the totem pole, but you hear things. And, and you could see this site was green, this one was green, this one was maybe yellow because there might be some issues there. And we were told that it was the goal of everyone not to be the first one to go red. And sometimes they postponed and postponed and postponed. They knew they were going to have to go red, but they hoped another site would go red first. first. Yeah, which was obviously not good for the program because the later on into the launch that it takes before you turn it off, the more expensive it is. Mm-hmm. So you have to recycle once yeah, you're that far. But everybody wanted to look good. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting the various goals that had to be met mm-hmm. by all of the various groups. When you're working on a program, I mean, do, do you feel the weight of, you know, the responsibility of, of making sure the crew returns safe? I mean, is that something oh. in the back of your mind all the time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think more I was thinking of it as a pinpoint because that's what you would do in MAP is this little point that is going to be moving down as opposed to a three-dimensional thing with a human being in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, the the... The driving force, I think, was to be able to solve the problem, mm-hmm. not so much the human orientation. There is a lot of human interaction with all of us mm-hmm. uh, with regard to working on this. But I, um, when I was deep in the depth coding, it was thinking about the math. Mm-hmm. The, the finding the solution. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Something you mentioned at the start of our conversation is you chose to go to NASA because of its openness. Yeah, What do you mean by that? Okay. There was just an excitement, a positive feeling about this. You know, we were so thrilled about working on this thing. When I started off in my little department, uh, I was the fourth one that had joined it, and I don't know how old it was. Couldn't have been much more than just a few months. Uh, That was at the beginning of 1963, and by mid-1965, there were 24 Mm -hmm. in that group. And um, people from all over the world, actually. And and we were all working on various elements of it. At the end, at the beginning, I was one of, I was one woman in four, in three men. At the end, there were 23 men and me. So <laughs> you could see we still had a way to go <laughs> with regards to hiring women. Mm-hmm. And was it like it's portrayed in the movies and, and I'm thinking back to um the recent hidden figures movie Isn't that a wonderful oh movie. great movie great yeah. movie I loved it some other movies um that I'm thinking about you know space in that decade where it, it was a lot of thinking outside the box and learning as you went i mean mm-hmm. is, is that mm-hmm. did that kind of drive you to to want to join nasa at the time i think so yeah yeah the fact that i i knew i'd be going back to school to get my masters at the same time as i was working in the well but you know every place that i interviewed at i would have had opportunities to be creative and learn new things mm-hmm. you know at that point mm-hmm. drudge work wasn't one of the things that would be Right, uh, that I would have lucked into. Mm-hmm. So. But you know, the just the the idea of space flight and space travel has got yeah. to be you yeah. know a huge draw, right? Yeah. But you know, it's kind of interesting as time has gone on and we've gotten further and further from Apollo. I have I talked to one person, a, a, a relative, recently said he didn't really think we got to the moon, mm-hmm. and I said the techniques that we did to get to the moon was not uh, brand new. I mean, obviously, the, the, the specific ones that we used were brand new, but we're still following Newton's laws. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, 
personally, I'm still astonished we got there by, uh, when we did. But still, the, 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 the math and the physics were understood. Mm-hmm. How to apply it to these specific things, mm-hmm. that, there was a lot new there and also a lot of human things that have to be solved, mm-hmm. as you, I'm sure you've read. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go back to talking about hidden figures. Um, and, you know, recently it's been brought to light that, that there were, were women programmers and there were black programmers. Yes. What were your feelings when you read the book or, or saw the movie? I saw the movie first on one weekend, took half my family, and then the following weekend I dragged the rest of my family to see it again because I loved it. I just loved it to see those women being so determined to be able to do the work that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't uh, they had two strikes against them themselves, in some case poverty being a third strike, and yet they did it. I just loved that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that story taking more than 50 years to come to the public public's eye? That's sad. That's sad. And it's wonderful that it is coming to public's ears and eyes. And I hope young women today in, in middle school and in high school are thinking about science and engineering and math as a field that they can do. I remember reading about how a, a boy who would go into engineering would think, okay, I'm, do, I'm pretty good at math. I can do this. And a girl would think, I can't do this unless I'm best. You know, so we need to have the same attitude of you can do math or engineering if you have a logical mind, if you're persistent, you're, you can communicate. You have to be able to communicate, writing and reading. Just the same things that it takes to be a good person in any profession. Mm-hmm. And, and what advice do you have to um, a young girl who might be listening to this program now that's, that wants to get into mathematics or wants to do something involved in engineering and and a space program. What would you say to them yeah. today? Well, I would say uh, look into things like your robotics clubs. Mm-hmm. Those are wonderful. And and the ones that I've seen have been very much uh, mixed in the people. They just want to have people come and mm-hmm. be in them. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a gal. Uh, that sort of thing, to kind of get a feeling for the pleasure of science. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the main thing. And, and get a good education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, look into your outside things. Looking at the space program now, you mm-hmm. were you worked in the space program during what some may arguably call the golden era mm-hmm. of the American space program, yeah. Mercury, Gemini, Apollo. When you look at where we are today, where are we? Well, I love it that we've got private industry experimenting with a whole variety of ways. Uh, the idea of those little CubeSats, maybe down in New Zealand or wherever that is, that one that one entrepreneur is mm-hmm. developing his missiles to go up, and and Elon Musk. We still have NASA. Um, I, I love the variety of things, and also working with other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not afraid of China and what they're going to do. I think it's going to be fabulous. We're going to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm very positive about the space program. And I hope we do get to Mars. <laughs> uh, what about, I mean, back in those, in the 60s, I mean, everyone's eyes were on the space program, right? You had the public mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rooting behind you. You had JFK's moonshot speech yeah. really energizing the country. Yeah. Do you feel that same energy now? I don't think so. It helps a lot being down here in the Space Coast. I mean, obviously, we're getting more of a, of a feeling for it than elsewhere. I don't think there is the feeling of how important it is to our country today 
as it was back then. Mm-hmm. You know, because back then, when we first had the Russians going over and, and we're thinking, you know, we're in danger. We don't think that anymore with right. regard to the space program. There are other things that we worry about, mm-hmm. our environment, the, the politics, mm-hmm. uh, um, and so on, that we, makes us worry about the future of did that public perception in the 60s did that did that trickle into NASA Goddard did did you feel that did you feel the country behind mm-hmm. you yeah yeah certainly well of course we were there in Washington DC which is where Goddard was and so probably you would feel that there you would feel that here you would feel it out in Texas mm-hmm. i'm not so sure about the rest of the country um so it it's hard for me to say it's it's the sort of thing, though, that then in 1963 and 64, the young people that I knew, particularly, say, from my church, worked all over in—and in, um, they worked for the, the CIA. Mm-hmm. They, they worked for uh, um, journalism, you know, so— we were all young and busy and mm-hmm. hadn't started our families yet. It was a very exciting time. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I asked that question because, you know, could is there a problem with maybe morale? If if the public perception or, or the public cheerleaders aren't behind a program like NASA, does that kind of weigh on the people that are inside, you think? I would hope not. You know, I would hope that there's enough satisfaction in what they're doing and learning and achieving, mm-hmm. that even though they've got to be frustrated by not seeing their their programs growing the way they had originally planned, even so, that that there's this this pleasure in saying, "I learned this," you know, and we can do this. We can do it all together. Mm-hmm. So you take a look at the getting to Pluto. That's fabulous. So what's going on now with regard to Mars? Uh, mm-hmm. Even the things on the space shuttle. I know it's. It's hard to understand what the future of the space shuttle is or or its replacements, but still, there's discoveries always being made. Mm-hmm. And what are you particularly excited about in in space exploration? Yeah, well, I think one of the things is we talked a little bit about it when you you came to uh, our life program a, a month ago is the understanding of how people on long distances mm-hmm. survive together. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, it's more of the human interactions uh, when you're isolated, when there's uh, a long time before you can get back home, your family back home, mm-hmm. the, the scientists back home. How that will work, I think, is going to be fascinating. Well, wonderful. Well, Alice Schmidt was a programmer with IBM who's contracted by NASA Goddard um, from 1963 to 1965 and worked on the Gemini's uh, reentry trajectories. Uh, Alice, this was, this was an incredible conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it, too. That was Alice Schmidt, an IBM programmer working at NASA Goddard during the Gemini program. Support for Are We There Yet? comes from our listeners. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more space news online at wmfe.org slash space. And what do you want to hear from this podcast? Help shape the next shows. Send me a story, idea, or question you'd like us to ask. Email me at arewetheryet at wmfe.org. Until next time, I'm Brendan Byrne. Thanks for listening.